Welcome back to the 365 Retirement Radio Show with Sam Lang and the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. Well, Sam and I had a really interesting conversation and an interesting experience as a couple of weeks ago we went over to Yale and we were in a restaurant that was built in 1849. It was really an interesting building and an interesting conversation with two Yale economic professors. Sam, that was quite a, a wonky that, financial that day. That was a treat. That was a treat. It was a long day. It was. it was a treat. I, and I remember walking into Maury's Association and the floor was a little crooked. You know, the doorway was yeah. a little crooked. And it was pretty cool. You first you walked in, the first picture I saw was George Bush uh-huh. when he went there and was the captain of the baseball team. Yeah, yeah. And they had all these pictures of, uh, you know, varsity lettered captains. And I mean, talk about history. That place was very cool. It was cool. They have, when you go in, apparently one of the traditions is you can carve things in the table and wooden tables that they have there. I saw that. And then when they're done with the tables, they take the tables and they put them up on the wall. And that becomes part of the whole feel of the whole place. So you look on this wall and the the date says, you know, like 1919 or, you know, even 18 something like that from the table of the people who were there. It's, it was really interesting. What was more interesting was the lecture. Yeah. With Roger and Bill Gatesman, uh, Roger Ibbotson, that is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, two guys, if you're in the know, if you've studied economics, if you're into money, I mean, these guys are legit. Mm-hmm. They go way back. They've won numerous prizes and awards, and they sit on different financial boards and mutual fund company boards. And in fact, Roger, Roger Ibbotson started Ibbotson Associates. I know this. Ibbotson Associates eventually sold to what is now known as Morningstar. Morningstar wow. reports. Yeah. So, Didn't know that. I mean, the guy, uh, if you look at his credentials, if you just Google these two guys, I mean, it's amazing. And it was, it was such a pleasure to be able to interview them for our show today and for our listeners. And here's Sam with Roger and William. So thank you for having me. I'm here with Dr. Roger Ibbotson and Professor Will Getzman. Thank you so much. I'm, you know, I read about your bios, and I'm just honored and, and uh, happy to be here, so I'm very thankful. So thank you. We spent some time at your lecture. That was very interesting. You talked about you know, sort of the, the creation of investment banking and the first stock and how bonds were created. You know, in my practice, we talk a lot about things that you really need to do as you prepare for retirement. So I'd love to spend a few minutes in a conversation about how we can bring sort of Wall Street together with Main Street. So if there was one tip you could give our listeners on how to prepare for retirement in today's world, well, and I don't want to put you guys on the spot, but what would that be? Well, I think I said it uh, this morning, when you're young, you really need to be heavily in equities. But as you start approaching retirement, you need to take less risk in your portfolio. And and bonds are not necessarily a good way to do it because there's actually quite a bit of risk in bonds. And you have to consider other other ways of doing it. And and one other way, of course, is annuities. Yes. I mean, last year was a good example, right, in 2022. And most people traditionally have thought, hey, you know, stock market goes up, great. Bonds might not do so well. But when the stock market drops... Bonds might be okay to sort of save you a little bit. But last year, as we know, S&P was down double digits. Bonds probably had the worst year in, in the last 50 years. So, you know, as you get into retirement, one of the things that we talk about is really the three things that people should think about, right? Growing your money, protecting your money, and making sure that you create some income streams. So what good advice would you give to some of our listeners that's, that's in that retirement red zone that's preparing for retirement? Well, first of all, Roger and I have spent, both of our careers have been spent trying to estimate uh, the equity risk premium, which means the premium you get for investing in stocks. 
And um, we've been documenting this in this in the United States, in other countries. It's one of the few things that over the long term, there's very good evidence that investing in a diversified portfolio of equities allows you to grow your money and exceed the inflation rate. So, you know, it's hard to tell somebody, look, you should have been investing 20 years ago. Right. But um, <laughs> that doesn't work so well. for people that have children, get them familiar with and comfortable with um, investing even small amounts of money so that they're keyed in to this idea that you could easily create a, uh, an investment portfolio, you can invest in financial products, and you, can, you should be thinking about investing for the long term. So even younger people will begin to discover, oh, I, I forgot I invested that money. But yeah, yeah. 10 years have gone by. Oh, my God, look at how this is done. So learning by doing, I think, is really crucial. That's great. And so, you know, we had a conversation during the uh, lecture about inflation and how it impacts really today everything, going to the gas station, going to the grocery store. And then we also read about how Social Security might be in jeopardy. Right. So what good advice would you give somebody, let's say, in their late 50s, early 60s, you know, they've seen how maybe their parents retired and, and worked for a company that might have had a pension. Now, here we are, fast forward. They've done a great job accumulating money, growing their portfolio, growing their 401k. But, you know, it's not your grandfather's retirement anymore. So what advice would you give somebody that's worried about inflation, worried about the safety of our banking system, worried about, hey, maybe their Social Security paycheck might, might get uh, reduced. What, what could they do to shore up their retirement? A longer term, I'm definitely for equities all the way. But, but at, at that critical stage when you really have to protect your retirement, that, that's when you actually have to prepare for that by, by taking less risk. Taking less, de-risking. Yes, you have to de-risk that portfolio. This is a critical stage of your life. It's not that you shouldn't have some equities in your portfolio. You definitely should always have some equities because they're giving you the growth. But uh, the bond portion of the portfolio, which would typically would be the bond portion of the portfolio, it turns out it, it, it actually has quite a bit of risk, and especially if they're longer-term bonds. Sure. And, and last year, as you mentioned, last year was a horrible year for bonds. Even, even the five-year bond was down 13%. And longer-term bonds were down much, much more. And so it hasn't provided the protection that you really need here. And so I, I think you have to look, look at alternative ways to actually protect that retirement. Yeah, that's, that's great. And that's, and that's what insurance is really all about, insuring, essentially insuring that uh, you actually have a good retirement. Yeah. We insure a lot of things. You know, we, you know, what we do is really just putting together a plan. And just to your point, insuring that you'll be comfortable in retirement regardless of what financial instruments you use, but I think it's important to sort of think about going forward today. You know, it's a different game, right? So, well, thank you so much. I know I'm getting the heads up here. Time is over, but thank you for allowing me to be in this great place, Maury's Association. What a history, Yale University. Again, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, yes. Yeah, as you uh, listen to those guys, you can almost picture the bow ties, and you're absolutely right. <laughs> but, you know, Sam, as I listened to that, it was very interesting because here you had two guys that were very pro-market, but they were also very pro-outside the market, yeah. using multiple ways to plan your retirement. Found that very interesting. We learned, not only learned a lot from them, but I think in some ways, as we were talking, uh, you know, off-air, 
they learn a little bit about sort of current planning for in the retail business, you know, actually dealing with people and households mm-hmm. and families. And we're on the same page because you can't just have like one size fits all. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs growth. And depending on where you are, if you're younger, you need more growth. If you're older, maybe you need less growth. But you certainly need some protection as well. And, you know, when they were talking about the invention of uh, the first stock and how a bond was invented, one of the conversations they were having was how the Romans did it back in the day when people would go out and and fight and some of these soldiers would not come back. And they created a way for them to pool money together and take care of their wives and the kids. And that Mm -hmm. was really the first start of a pension, Mm -hmm. which is essentially an annuity. And when Dr. Ibbotson was talking about how... You know, you really need to look for bond alternatives because for the most part, for many of us, for years and years, we thought the bonds were safe, mm-hmm. right? But last year is, is proof that it can go the other way too, being, you know, the average bond being down almost 15%. So he was really just a, a huge advocate of safe money. And mm-hmm. one of the things that he was talking about and really more in depth was how to find a bond alternative through an insurance company where essentially your principal is insured. Well, Sam, that whole bond alternative discussion here, the word annuity is going to come up. Those guys brought that up as well. And it's interesting to me. I've got a, um, a story from Kiplinger in front of me here, and it says, if you talk to people about producing income, people go, yeah, tell me more, tell me more. Yeah. If you say the word, let's use some annuities to produce some income, they go, whoa, 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 you know, and their their eyebrows go up and they, they, they bristle a little bit because of the things that they've heard about annuities. But the subject matter here also says that if you talk to somebody who has an annuity, they are 80% likely to recommend them to a friend or a family member. So people who use them like them, people who don't know about them bristle. How do you deal with that? You know, there's a lot of firms out there that, in my opinion, and this is just my perspective, really are doing a disjustice to the general public. You know, they come out and they say, oh, you should never do this or you should never do that. Mm -hmm. We won't talk about names, but some firms out there like, it's sort of very anti-annuities. I'm not sure why. I can't imagine being able to completely discount an entire asset class as as no good for everybody, right? But I think if you read a lot of stuff, in in today's world with the internet and Google, you can read pretty much anything. Sure. And some of the opinions are, I don't like this, I don't like that, I don't like an annuity generally has to do with the ability of not being fully liquid. Okay. And that's really the, one of the drawbacks, you know, one of the drawbacks and how a company can protect you from the downside and not lose anything is, well, listen, you can't take all your money out tomorrow, right? But I think if you're thinking about income, I think if you are thinking about safety, it's something you really need to look at because you cannot not say, hey, you know what? I want to keep my money safe and if I spend $6,000 a month and my Social Security check is only $3,000 a month, where am I going to get the other three grand from? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's really a good, com- that's a good segue into having a conversation about, all right, well, what are some of the tools out there that I can use to generate that income and protect my principal? And, you know, many different firms and practitioners and even individuals will probably look at different options and go at different ways. But this is one option to consider. And if it fits, you really need to take a closer look. Well, there's ups and downs of every different investment vehicle. You should know if you want to use bonds, you should know the up and the down. If you want to use mutual funds, know the up and the down. Same with stocks, same with anything, Sam. That discussion needs to be made, doesn't it? And, you know, we're not pro-annuity. We're not anti-annuity. We're not pro-investments and mutual funds, or we're not anti-stocks. We like them all. Mm -hmm. I think there's a place for all financial vehicles and products, and even CDs today, Mm -hmm. for folks that are looking for 
not just to have a bunch of monies and savings and different accounts, but to really have a written retirement plan that says, look, this is where I am today. And if I retire five years from now, and for the next 30 years that I might be on this earth, is my money going to last me? And, and how can I replace a portion of my paycheck? When you have that conversation, then you really need to look at all of the opportunities and different financial products that people can put their money into. And sometimes a stock or a mutual fund or, or an equity is a good fit. And other times it's not as good of a fit if you want safety and you look at CDs and annuities and things like that. Well, as we were saying at the beginning of the show here, the big question is right now, where should I put my money? Where should we put our money? That's and, exactly and right. I want to look at all of the different options, and I'm sure you do too. And then the next question is, what's right for me? And that is certainly a question you can sit down and talk to Sam and the team about at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. Here's how it starts, a 15-minute introductory call. You can set that up by giving us a call or using our website, 617-440-9365, 617-440-9365, or use our website. It's very easy, 365retirement.com, and in the upper right-hand corner, it says Talk to an Advisor. If you click on that, the calendar opens up, and you can pick your date and time and 15, 20-minute call, find out what's on your mind, what's concerning you about your retirement. Let's get that out on the table. Maybe that leads to more talking, more conversation, and maybe a 365 retirement plan that we do for you at no charge. Again, 365retirement.com. We hope you join us next time here on the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. Thanks for listening to the 365 Retirement Podcast. For a complimentary meeting and to build your personalized 365 retirement plan, contact Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners at 617-440-9365 or online at 365retirement.com. Ryan Marston and John Conley are investment advisor representatives of Brookstone Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Sam Lang is licensed in your state, please call 617-630-8787. Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Rubino and Lang Insurance Agency, LLC. Massachusetts Insurance License Number 1783398.